I always want to. I always want to clap on that beat every single time when we're in the mm. listening to the intro song. It's the Exit Fifty Two podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. Back on a Thursday night, January twenty fifth. It's me, Taylor Smythe. It's RDT. It's AFC Championship B, Mister Banks, on the show. We were doing our thing normally where we come on pre-show and we just start potting without recording. And I said, all right, we're just hitting the record button and continuing our conversation. Let's just continue then. Uh, RDT was maligning the people that were saying this wasn't the biggest game in uh, – biggest home game in Baltimore I Ravens think, history, the AFC Championship game. I don't know who the hell these people are. You're talking about RDT. It's clearly the biggest game for me. This is classic Eric, like, heard one or two idiots that just say something, no. and he's like, people are saying this. People are – which he's – I guess he's technically not wrong, but, like, it's an insane take. It's insane. Someone again, I don't know who, but there was a Twitter thread of people being like, Is this the biggest Ravens game, home Ravens game in history? And it's just like, I wanted to smear everyone on the thread. Like, what do you are? Of course it is. Like, like I was saying, you can't, unless you, you're hosting a Super Bowl, which obviously the Ravens never will, unless they get the <laughs> Super Bowl is ever coming to Baltimore. But yes, this is the biggest game in, in franchise history. Like, home in, in home franchise history. Like, it was insane thing that people were even like trying to argue that i couldn't believe i think everyone's just going through the motions this week of like getting everything out of their system and someone's like i have to ask this of course just dumb question but it's literally the biggest game that can possibly be held at the stadium so like okay checks that box now let's compare it to all the other ones we've had in baltimore oh wait we haven't i mean i know the colts 51 53 years ago whatever but like whatever you know we separate that whatever um let's just try to compare it to comparable future potential additions like what like what could possibly stack up to this afc championship game against who is widely regarded the best quarterback in the game who has the postseason mojo who has hosted five straight in his own building the afc championship game has not been anywhere else anywhere else in five years and it's coming to our barn and we have the opportunity to more or less take over the top of the mountain, take the crown. I know you got to go win the next one, and you're still one behind Mahomes. But in theory, the Chiefs, until they get knocked off their block, they're still the big dogs on the block. Like, that's the fact mm-hmm. of the matter. And there are other dogs on the block. We know Josh Allen's there. Joe Burrow's there. There's, you know, the AFC is going to be tough for a lot of years. But this is our opportunity to go and take that spot on top of the mountain. And then it's us that they come after at, from there forward. The way I see it and transition wise, like there are rumors of Travis Kelsey retiring. There's rumors of Andy Reid retiring. The Chiefs are not trending upwards, per se, outside of just having Patrick Mahomes for the long term. So this is where the momentum shifts. You go out and get this one. And it's it's just all the runway in the world for Lamar Jackson to just be the guy of this generation. It's a massive game. You can't get bigger. It's the Lamar Jackson Mm -hmm ascends into the next level he ascends into that Mahomes level of stardom if he beats him in this situation now as you said I think to fully make that transition he's got to then go win the Super Bowl you can't you can't fully get there unless you have the ring um but he gives himself the puts himself in the position to do this for for you know five six seven more years to come you hope um in terms of the same kind of run that Mahomes just went on yeah and then you you add in all the ancillary factors and you know the two quarterbacks is huge it's, you know, when people break down the matchup, it's two really good defenses that are playing very well. And then it's just, it really is, and we've talked about this a million times, tongue-in-cheek, but this enhanced star power that Travis Kelsey has through all this Taylor Swift stuff, um, and if she's in the stadium, that just ratchets it up even more. I mean, they just 
crested 50 million viewers for a divisional playoff game. About as good of a divisional playoff matchup as they could have asked for this Bills Chiefs thing. The games are always good. Um, but the star power of all those guys has just been lifted um, from all the stuff that's gone on around the Chiefs. And then, you know, Josh Allen and, and Diggs and all those guys are huge stars as well. So it's it's a massive game. It's kind of amazing to me that it's the – maybe they just flip them year after year. It feels like it should be the main event. Like it should be the 630 game. It should not be the first game. It feels like throughout the week it's been the way bigger game than the mm-hmm. NFC Championship game in terms of the talk around it. Like every time I turn on, we have ESPN running in our office throughout the week. It pretty much always seems like it's a Chiefs-Ravens discussion um, and not a 49ers-Lions discussion. If that game was in Detroit, it would be – and it was Detroit and Baltimore back-to-back. Those would be – I think that would be amazing for the casual fan in terms of fans that have never experienced this before, um, experiencing it. But, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it feels like it's the main event of the week. Um, well, my heart's just, racing right now just thinking about it. Yeah, it's 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 too it's too it's too massive games, and, and the Ravens. I, I think the place is going to be, and and kudos to the Ravens, and you knew they would do this. They've pulled out all the stops. They've left no son unturned. The, the people that are going to be in the building are all the people you would expect to be in the building. Who's to say they won't bring out a surprise or two? I, I hope they do like wrestling style, where you announce a bunch of things and then you roll some things out that you haven't put out there. That would be awesome. I don't know what that could possibly be. They played um, the Cal card last week already. Yeah, they've already played yeah. that card. They're bringing Phelps. They, they, Phelps and Cal, you've kind of like checked off the two non-Ravens boxes of guys you would bring back that are associated with Baltimore. I guess there's some other ones we could think of. Um, it's going to be a Royal Bowl where again, they're like, the, you're going to hear the music, and it's like, oh, shit, who's coming out now? And because the Royal Rumble's the night before. The Royal Rumble's literally yeah. the night before. So it, worked, <laughs> yes. it works out great. It's going to be but David I, yeah, I don't know, showing but, up at, at midfield and, and, and signing the papers. Barry yeah, Glazer. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's, I the, the only thing I could think of. Yeah, I don't know what else they could do. Um, that place is going to be going to be totally electric. And I, I think the other thing that's like it's – it's the first one for this franchise and it's so big. Like what could possibly top it? Like once you get to the second and the third one and the fourth one, unless it's, you know, a chief's rematch next year after you win or in two years or there becomes that like four or five year rivalry, you're playing them a bunch of times in these type of games, not just in these regular season games that have been huge, but the playoff game ratchets, playoff games ratcheted up way more. Like, I don't know what is going to end up being bigger than this. And I think you can see it by the demand for tickets and how the dynamic pricing blasted the ticket prices up i mean it was is so much harder to get in this week than it was last week it was relatively easy to get in last week yeah mm-hmm. think about right, the, right just, the, the timeline too of this franchise very very successful franchise i think a lot of people were surprised to hear that it was the first one in baltimore um but think about the eras that we've gone through while we've been successful like the Patriots had a monopoly on on, on the afc championship game for years and then the Steelers were able to mix a couple in there uh, Broncos had one or two, uh, chiefs and obviously ran off an absolute train at AFC championship games. They've been really hard to get. They've been really challenging to get, and there've been really, really good football teams for years in Baltimore that, um, you know, played very good football throughout the year, but they were just, they just maybe by part of playing in a tough division, most years just couldn't climb that AFC ladder high enough to get the seating to earn this game. And then we had the great opportunity, of course, four years ago where we thought it was a formality and it didn't happen. So, like, treasure this, understand how huge this is, um, 
have freaking blast out there, man. I'm just like already, already over, like just thinking about walking laps around the bank and, and just the energy and, oh, oh, I like every, every night when I'm driving home and I'm, I'm getting off 95 and, and looking to my left and seeing the, the bank lit up, it just gets me so fired up, man. I, I will say this too, from the outside looking in, it does seem like everyone like is treasuring this and really like taking it. All. And again, it kind of reminds yeah. me of the Orioles and that, and you know, like 2012 and some of the 2014 where it's like, listen, the Ravens fans have waited for, and it, again, it sounds weird to say because the Ravens have been good for a long time, but like Ravens fans have been waiting for this for, for 50 some years. Again, this has never happened here. It, so it's you weird. can tell that people are, they're treating this like it's a, it's a different animal because it is. It really is. So you can just tell, by the way, people are acting and going about this whole week that it's like, this is not a normal playoff game. It's an AFC championship game in Baltimore, which is exactly what you play for. And that's, again, like you said, it's the the maximum thing that you can do at your stadium, pretty much. It's so it's weird because it's it's almost part of the fabric of the Ravens and their whole chip on the shoulder underdog thing where it's like, we go on the road and we win games as road yep. warriors. Like, yep. it, it's almost as if, this game is our opportunity to make it, you know, like to be a top tier, like, like we made it, you know, like that gets a little bit like existential where it's like, who are we? If, if we're starting to feel like we're top dogs and we like, it's like the Steve Bishotti quote that they like to roll at the beginning of the fourth quarter all the time. Like, Oh, that chip on the shoulder. I hope Baltimore never loses it. That whole thing. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's a little bit of a weird place to be, but I think it having been, just on the outside trying to bang down that door and get this game for years. Now that it's here, like everybody's just so fired up and um, really embracing it the way they should. Yeah. I think that's well said. Like it became a badge of honor to have to like go on the road to win these games. Cause we didn't get a ton of these games at home. So you just switch to the identity of being like, all right, it's going to, going to do it the hard way each time. And it's an interesting change from, I think the lead up to the Texans game that felt more guarded um, in terms of like not trying to get hurt. And even, you know, we talked about it a little bit on the rambunctious incident analysis that occurred um, on Saturday, like the P at, at the half, people looked like totally shell shocked by the fact that it could be tied against this team, at least in the people that I was around. And then you just saw that release of emotion as you went through the second half and it became more like a party. That now the Ravens almost weirdly, even as the number one seed and the team that's playing at home, almost are the ones with less to lose than the Chiefs in a way, because it just hasn't happened here. And yes, Lamar, Lamar maybe personally has some things to lose because it's a legacy game for him. But in terms of I think how fans feel, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself. I think people are going to go into this with a lot less nervousness. It's like, oh my God, we finally now can just release all of this into this game, as opposed to being concerned that the you know shades of 2019 were going to come back against a team that you were better than and you lost to. Um, so that I think is going to be a very fun part. It felt a lot of like the second quarter of the game on, and yes, that will come back if the Ravens go down early or whatever it may be. But it's the Chiefs, so you're gonna like they're gonna score. They're gonna do some things unless Mike McDonald's just an absolute magician, which maybe he is. Um, so I think that, that it will just kind of feel more naturally energetic in there after what was a really good crowd the other day. Don't get me wrong. It was very loud and that, that crowd impacted the game, but this place is going to be, I mean, and it, part of the reason was the cold, but 10 minutes for that game, it wasn't exactly like buzzing in there. 
I mean, people were just kind of like trying to brave the cold, which ended up not being that bad if you're like in the stadium and around people. But um, yeah, I think this is going to be an atmosphere unlike an atmosphere more like the 2019 divisional game in terms of the lead up and the buzz in the stadium as you were sitting there for the intros. I think that it was on Saturday where I think it was a little more reserved because of the weather and because of like the potential impending doom of not getting the game won in a game you're supposed to win. And the, you talked, Taylor, you talked about it, like getting over the hump and all that. I, to me right away, I pictured the caps beating like last week was kind of like the caps beating the penguins in what the, I guess the, the, like, no, was it not the conference final? It was to get to the Eastern conference Eastern, finals. Yeah. Where, was, yeah. where again, it was like, Oh shit. Finally. Like they slayed what it, I think John Walton said, we, you know, they slayed the dragon, but it's like, no, no, no. The job's not done. Like, you know, there's still more out there, but I, that feels like, that's what last week felt like. I think again, from the outside looking in, it, it, it would have helped if it was a better opponent, I think. But again, where it's like, all right, we Lamar, he, he got the win, you know, at home. And now again, now you're, you're still have a bigger, like you said, Taylor, like, I don't know, you still have a bigger opponent out there and there's still more to be done, but it's like, all right, you can kind of breathe now. Cause you got that out of the way. The worriness is gone. Like you don't have to worry about what if Lamar chokes in the playoffs again in the, in his first game and blah, blah, blah. You don't have to have that conversation anymore. That's just what I thought of. I don't know if it's a great analogy or not, or if it made any sense, but that's, that's what came to I mind. I think it's a little different in the sense that the Ravens have obviously had the postseason success and have reached the top of the mountain. But if you related it to just this yeah. era, this short yeah, era yeah. with Lamar, I think it's a little more applicable, especially in the sense that like the Ravens also just haven't had many of those home divisional games with the chance to do the thing the next week at home. Like it just, those have not existed that often. Um, yeah. So in that way, I think it's, it, it's similar. In like, it just felt like the team played way freer at, in that sense. I agree with you the way it will go. It's comparable to that caps example a little bit. And for the <laughs> fan base, maybe even more for the fan base and the actual people on the field or the ice or whatever, maybe. How has the Lamar halftime speech not leaked? They, they have to have that somewhere, right? We asked Kyle Van Noy about it. Um, or actually one of the audience members did. And he said, like, it's probably been a little blown out of the water. Um, you know, he said what he said, and it was, you know, from a place of frustration and, like, demanding and what have you. But it wasn't like it was some sort of, like, rousing movie. Like, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, a, lot's been, a lot more has been made of it, and it's not like he was the only person who said a word in there either. Um so it was it like a read. To me, it could have been a thing that was yeah. more about the overall tone of urgency rather than maybe what he actually said. It maybe was just like a flip from that specific guy to be like, oh man, like he's showing this type of fire here. But it wasn't like a soliloquy that he gave for two minutes. That feels like yeah, to me, like he walked in there was like, what are we doing? Like, but not something that maybe. I mean, they definitely had not cameras. Doing a, win, a win one NFL for the NFL always have cameras everywhere, so like, they definitely had it in there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that that kind of lines up. Like maybe he was the one that led the charge on the overall tone, and then multiple guys said something or whatever it may be. But maybe that was a shock to the system for the guys because maybe Lamar goes in the normally and doesn't say a ton. That would that feels like my that's like my take on it, but we mm -hmm. shall see um, if it comes out. I'm sure. I mean, if they do. Uh, if they win the Super Bowl and they do the whole thing about the team, you would think that there will some be some halftime scenes shown from the Texans game at some point. Yeah, that feels like yeah. one that they hold in the chamber for a little They're bit. They're holding on. 
eventually. Yeah. 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 Parade or something like when they're at the stadium and, and they're like, like, Oh, by the way, y'all want to hear what he said or something. Yeah. They'll, they'll do something with it. I agree. Um, let's break this game down briefly. We have the preview episode that uh, Spenny and Jacob put together. They also did the jumbo set earlier this week. So make sure to check those out um, for their preview of the game. But I think would behoove of us um, to do a little talk about the game on the field this weekend. Couldn't be a bigger matchup. If we talked about Ravens, Chiefs, Banks, when you think about maybe the thing you're going to watch for the most in this game, what kind of sticks out to you going into Sunday? It's probably the pressure on both sides in terms of the blitzing and how to deal with that. Um, I want to say the Ravens had the most sacks in the league. The Chiefs were second. Um, Mike McDonald's just been masterful at, at getting guys to have um, just free runs at the quarterback. To see both these quarterbacks not just deal with changing over the protections, but also um, just doing what they do, you know, just avoiding the pressure and making plays from it. Um, I love our chances and our ability to, to cover better than their guys. Um, and also just, just generally speaking, like I look across the two rosters and the position groups and all those things. And I'm just not seeing many areas where the chiefs are better than ours. Like they, there are some areas where maybe they stack up, but man, like what, where, where is the edge for the chiefs here? And this is scary talk that I'm doing right now, but like mm-hmm. where, what do what do they have? It's the the Mahomes magic. That's really it. I mean, I yeah, to me, it's it's the like uh, he he's just he's Brady now. Like he can just walk into the game and it doesn't really matter who's around him and he can get it done. I think I think I Bill Simmons said that on a podcast I think this week where it was just like it's just now it doesn't really matter who's on the team. It's just like yeah. he, can, he can walk into the game and you're scared until the sixty minutes is up because. <laughs> He's on the field. I mean, like, he, it doesn't Brady matter. Like that. It's like Pacheco he runs hard, playing. but like, but like we hit hard too. Like I feel like he'll be neutralized more than you know almost anyone any other team against us. Like I feel like him and PQ are going to have a couple of nice collisions that are going to be pretty spicy. So yeah, like can they get a good sixty minutes out of Travis Kelsey, who feels like a guy that you know, it's kind of in and around. He's like late stage. I think Simmons might've said this too. I'm just taking all Simmons points. <laughs> He's like late stage Gronk where he can just kind of be around for a little bit, but can't do it the whole game. He, um, yeah, he kind of moves like, like a robot. He moves like the Tin Man kind of where like, like Gronk like, did, where he's not, he's just big and boxy. I feel like now and he's so much where slower. I feel, where I feel like, where I feel like Kittle dipped a little bit and is now kind of like reascended. Kelsey feels like he dipped a little bit this year from like, the pure athleticism, but he's, but he's still, you know, he was a huge difference maker the other day. So he's, um, but he's just not showing up as much. I feel like drive to drive as like a mm-hmm. first down Kelsey, first down Kelsey, first down, like maybe that happens this yeah, weekend. Right. But, and with that, not there, can they get enough <laughs> out of the Valdez Scantlings and the Rasheed Rices and all those different guys to get it done. And Mahomes makes those guys so good that maybe they do, but that, that to me, I feel like the Ravens are just going to do a better job than the a bills defense that was banged up at neutralizing the sort of, Oh, just okay. Weapons that Kansas city has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bri- yeah Brian, just- you, you talked about Pacheco and I was saying, I forget I was saying to somebody the other day, but I was like, he's a good running. Like he's a very good running back, but He's not like a they're gonna ride him and they're gonna win the game on his back. Like it's not a Derrick Henry in twenty in twenty twenty. Like that's not gonna happen. 
like and, yeah it's he like just doesn't echo is, is, is a factor sure but mm-hmm. um i mean you look at he our guys in the backfield it's like we we can mix our mix and match our way into wearing them down and then they get a, a heavy heavy dose of gus edwards in the fourth quarter like you know it's just we have a very nice complimentary backfield um and then there's i mean we saw him do it like Lamar last week just used his feet a little bit more than he has all season. And look what happened. It's just, it's the same pick your poison. It's always been with Lamar. And I feel like he's more willing to just, he's going to put his body on the line a time or two. It's going to happen on Sunday. It's, it's almost, it's it's almost like he lulled people. It's like he lulled people to sleep in like the second half of the year where again, I feel like he wasn't running as much and people were like talking about it. And then last week it's like, Oh shit. That's right. Yeah. He, he can do that. Like he did it in the San Francisco game and they highlighted that in the, the Miami hard knocks where they were like, listen, if you tackle him, if you try and tackle him up high, he'll duck under you. And they showed the clip from the Jaguars and they were like, if you try and tackle him low, he'll, he'll jump out of it. And they were like, and then he's going to spin and he's going to put you on a poster and you're going to, you're going to wish that like that clip wasn't out there. And that's kind of what he got back to last week. And yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting because Casey is some big boys. Chris Jones is, is he's, he's something. So he, and he was giving it to Allen. Now it's just a fact that it's like, can he catch Lamar? I mean, that's, that's the thing. Allen, Allen's a good runner, obviously, but him and him and Lamar are completely different style athletes. So it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. And clearly like Munkin in the second half figured out how to deal with, I guess the enhanced pressure that, the Texans were throwing at them in the first half. So like, what is Steve Spagnola's now counterpunch to what happened in that game? Like, what does he decide to do with Lamar in that way? Cause obviously I think the book from some of the games that Lamar has looked the worst in was if you just send that pressure, he can't deal with it. And clearly Todd Munkin had the, you know, it in the bag of tricks to go to it, you know, to go to what they did in the second half and deal with that. So does Spagnolo try to do something different? I mean, you know, I also think this is I mean, this is also why the Ravens, not that these teams don't scout each other, but this is why their buy is so big for the Ravens, because they were able to, able to advance scout all these teams more than the opponents. I'm sure that they've they have a little bit of an edge up in that. Um, now they have like every defensive staff member seemingly interviewing for a job, but um, they had a, I'm sure had a little bit of a leg up in terms of the game planning there. Um, I'm sure they're going to throw everything at him because the the way that the Chiefs win this game is they got to force a turnover or two. And the way to do that is just to, to try to make a, like one of those freakishly, you know, bad Lamar plays that can happen from time to time. And um, I I think, I think they're going to go right back. The Ravens are going to go right back to what they did to start that second half. It's going to be quick passes. It's going to be slants. I think they're going to be getting, trying to get Zay flowers and Bateman, you know, working in the intermediate game and get them in space and let them make plays. And, um, you know, drop a couple things for likely and God knows we haven't talked about it yet, but if Mark Andrews plays like just a whole nother ball game. So I mean, it's, it's going to be fun, man. I think Zay has a big day on, on, I feel Sunday. it. Too. I think, I think he's due for like a breakout, like, like, or she like in like rice did versus the, um, the dolphins when he had the big kind of, here's my coming out party. I think that's Zay this weekend. Yeah, I think it's um, I think they're gonna have something in the bag, kind of similar to Lamar's. Hey, drop back left-handed, 
turn back and fire it down the right sideline like he did to Zay Flowers against Miami. Um, and we we really haven't seen the Ravens really like much in the Lamar era like do anything tricky or anything like crazy out of the ordinary. And I don't know that this is the time or place to do it either, but um, but maybe I don't know. Wild, wildcat with Gus Edwards, Lamar out wide. I almost wonder if they're like, why? I almost wonder if the philosophy there is like, we have this insane weapon that can do crazy things with every play. Why would we waste a right. play on on a trick play when we could just get that similar unstructured play yeah. in any? Was that left-handed thing was kind of kind yeah. of as they, they haven't done yeah. anything like what the Texans tried to with the double reverse pass like you know what the thing the one thing we do is we do the mark andrews qb sneak that or the proche interception was that proche a couple years ago oh yeah that's right i forgot about that yeah that's right yeah lamar lamar no that was the game lamar got hurt right didn't he get hurt in that that broncos game yeah Yeah, so now it's kind of like an end of the bag like ah shit let's just just get it all out there but yeah, again, if, if you have the best player on the planet, why take his hands? Uh, why take the ball out of his hands? Like, the defense is probably yeah. like breathing a sigh of relief. They're like, thank God. Like, and the big the big injury to watch here is probably Willie Gay. I don't know what his most recent update is, but he's like the one backer who can spy Lamar and has the speed to potentially keep up with him. Um, he, he, I guess he was he was limited in practice today, so. Um, that's just one to monitor as, as game day approaches. The other interesting angle for me here is I just love this potential chiefs 49er stretch is like the two final bosses for Mike McDonald as the defensive coordinator this year, the best individual player. And then the Shanahan scheme has become the, the offensive scheme of the moment um, for him to be able to slay both those on the en route to a super bowl. And, potentially in a head coaching job, although there's only two left. Um, and I don't know if any team's going to wait another two weeks if the Ravens make a Super Bowl to hire him, but um, I think they're safe. Yeah, for for him and this entire Ravens defense to be able to do the two that. Two teams that are left are really not even teams that you really envision Mike McDonald going to. Like, I guess Seattle would be a fit, like, culturally, but I don't know that that's – DC is not grabbing his attention. They may talk about it all they want, but well, they I talked about. They, I think there was the early thought there. that there was a potential like package deal in terms of like front office and McDonald, you know, GM coach. But they've already hired the GM, who's a 49ers guy. So you would think someone in that Shanahan. The the dark horse is is actually on the other sideline on Sunday. I mean, if Andy Reid retires, I would say there's probably 20% chance of that actually happening. But if it does, like, the carousel is already closed for the most part, and McDonald would be, in theory, still on the market. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I would think – you would think KC would find, would go in the Reid tree, though, if they got rid of Reid. You would think probably in the Reid oh, tree. Oh, is, is McDonald in the Reid tree, technically? Sort of? Sort of, Yeah. They could, the they could call D, they, McDonald they the Michigan. I they talked about that. Could they're gonna, they're gonna, I think they're there. gonna promote they're gonna promote Sharon more, I think. But yeah. Someone someone said, What if Mike Rabel goes to goes to Michigan? That'd be awesome. Can you imagine that? By the way, if 
if you're Mike Vrabel and you don't get a job this year, he should wait around and see what happens with Ryan Day. Because he could he could oh, yeah. waltz into the Ohio State job if that fails this year, because they will fire Ryan Day for sure. I, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think he wants to recruit, but but I, I, I don't think about would, I don't even think he would really necessarily need to with with how mm-hmm. it is now. You just have to with the war chest, you can go out and get players. So I mean, you still have to recruit, but at a place like Ohio State, I would think. I mean, I guess would I can't be say crazy true, to just pull the trigger on that now. I don't know why, why DJ. Late I don't know that, why, right? but what? But yeah, why, why wouldn't not? The commander should hire Brabel. That he'd be, he'd be good. I, there, I, I, I said I thought he should have gone to. I thought the Cowboys would have been an awesome fit for him. I thought the Seahawks would have been a nice, like, you know, culture change kind of. But I also love that it brought Bill Belichick down for two interviews and didn't hire him. Bill Belichick should <laughs> never coach. <laughs> why would you want Bill Belichick to coach your team right now? I, I would have thought there would have been an no. owner that w- that an owner that would have said, "Okay, I can get the best, theoretically one of the best coaches of all time to coach my team." I, I'm shocked there has not been an owner that is not just rough shot at the front office and just be like, "This is what we're doing." You got what? You got you got three years before you have to go do this whole thing again. Like why? I, I that's what You're I don't right understand. In the calculus. It's in the calculus. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it was like with the Terps and Patino. Like you really want to go get a guy who's. Who's what is Patino's in his what early 70s? Like I would think. I don't know that for sure, but that sounds right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I was not, I don't know why people want Belichick. This does not do it for me. Do you like I the entire tire? Oh, let's do a predictions for the game, then I'll ask you that question. <laughs> yeah. Banks. Ravens 27, Chiefs 17. RDT. Uh 3324 Ravens. I'm gonna say 2421. Well, ba- Banks, you're you said it in the group chat the other day, where you were like, "I'm visualizing it." It's it's no, Justin Tucker. It's uh, Spenny said that, but I also said oh, that you know, the other night that I also have envisioned that. Yeah, um, he he hasn't so. had his moment in a while. Like he hasn't had a big moment. In, I know. In a little bit. I know. Him banging in that kick in those conditions against the Texans was pretty sensational though i know it was in the first quarter but that was not an easy stadium to kick in the other day and he has not been great from that distance this year so that made me feel good that maybe 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 like they weren't releasing fully running lamar the first part of the season maybe they told justin to just like hey like take it easy yeah well i I don't know if you guys you guys are probably wrapped up but somebody it may have been zarebeck or someone was like you know tucker's out here kicking before the game he missed like three you know he missed he made four and he missed two and like one, you know, his two were short and then he like punted a ball cause he was mad. And then he came out and he kicked one more and he nailed it. But they were like, it's, it's going to be tough out there. And they were like, Tucker does not look like happy with the weather, comfortable or anything like that. So like you said, him, him banging that one early is probably like, all right, I'm, yeah, I'm good yeah. now. We, we got it. So where did you, in the, in your seats, Brian, where did you net out on how cold it ended up getting? Like, how did you guys feel up there? I mean, I, I was, I was pretty warm. I was pretty good. <laughs> I packed, I packed on like two thick. Oh, oh, there's old school stuff right here. Boy. Oh boy. Oh, he's um, back. You're back. I'm back. You're back. Um, I right, two short sleeve tight ones, two turtleneck long sleeves, uh, like warm weather ones. Um, a hoodie and a jacket. I'm trying to think if there was anything more in there, but that was, that had to be pretty warm. 
Obviously, the helmet did a great job. Did you go hand shout warmers? Out, did you go hand shout warmers? Out to the lid. Uh, no, I had some uh, some good thick um, like gloves, like some like fuzzy like you know the deer skin like. Yeah, I had like uh, I went like under Under Armour cold gear, long sleeve shirt, sweatshirt, sweatshirt, jacket, big jacket, and felt felt good. Now behind us, this father brought his two kids and did not dress them anywhere near appropriately enough just terrible like were the kids miserable oh my god like i was looking behind me and they were like in the seat like like completely like oh my god it was like i felt so terrible for them because not just that they were cold and, and miserable but it was like this is such an amazing opportunity for these kids to be at a great place and make some memories and they're just gonna remember being cold as shit yeah. Were they just in like yeah. jeans and like a sweatshirt? Like Oh, and I went I went two pairs of sweatpants though. Yeah, I didn't even yeah, I had um two pairs of long johns and uh my camo joggers. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's terrible. You just cuz the thing is just pat, just be as warm as you can and then if you want to rip off layers, rip off layers. Hondo P. Hondo mm-hmm. P. Um, you can always take them off. You can always take them off. So, RDT, you're 30 seconds on the Titans hire, and then we'll move on to any assorted Orioles topics really quickly. Big Tom Callahan's son. I'm like, sure. That's all I got. That's, I, <laughs> I haven't paid, like, any attention. I'm, Who did you want? I wanted McDonald. Like, that's that's the guy I wanted. <laughs> like, yeah, the thing I, I said it. it in the group chat, I was like, give me that guy. Like, he's fucking awesome. Like, yeah, I want him. And – I quickly realized like, they're not going to get him, but whatever. I'm no, the, the, my, my Titans fandom is, is taking a hardcore backseat. It's going to be no Henry, like just a full rebuild, no Vrabel. I'm like, oh, I'm obviously, and they're so nice fan, to you. They send you the influencer boxes and everything. They're so nice to you. I'm, I'm wearing the Oilers sweatshirt. Yeah. Like, that's a great shirt. Great stuff. Jojo thinks it's an A. She's always like, oh, you're wearing your A. <laughs> Show some goddamn respect around here. Okay. That's you know, but no, I, I, it doesn't matter to me. I'm, I'm fully on the Orioles. <laughs> we're just, we're uh, with that, with that said, do you want to break down the uh, huge Tyler Nevin deal? Welcome back, baby. Cash considerations. <laughs> Thanks again for all your, uh, your efforts. I'm sure we'll see you again. And uh, yeah, welcome back. And then they signed some minor leaguer yesterday who was a first baseman and now he's a left-handed pitcher. So sure. <laughs> I guess that's what we're doing. So. Sure. <laughs> really, the bigger yeah. Orioles stories no. are coming from Jim Palmer right now. <laughs> yeah, well, which there's a couple of them with Palmer. I know that's um, what I'm saying. He has a new thing every week. I know, I know, but no, I was I went the uh, I, I went to the uh, caravan event this morning. I was not there at five thirty. I dropped off Joe at daycare and stopped by the Banditos in Columbia. Really awesome. It's right next. To, I mean, do they have these in Baltimore yet? The barcades? Like, I'm sure there's a couple of them, but yeah. In Columbia, there's a couple. One is popping up. One is just opening, like, Friday. And it's right next to the Banditos. But I saw Grayson a little bit. He was there. Saw Hyde, Elias. Um, Elias had some comments about how they're more likely to make, you know, acquire a starting pitcher through a trade rather than free agency. And now everyone's kind of just in that same, like, all right, well, we've heard this now for two and a half years. So, or a year and a half, half, whatever. So. You know, I think everyone wants another pitcher and maybe another bat. And, you know, 
again, I, pretty soon we'll be we'll be talking spring training after the Ravens wrap up their season, and we'll go from there. But they still still moves to be made, so got to make them now. Yeah, it feels like they it feels like they still need to go get a pitcher of some some ilk in at some point. It feels the, like that has to happen. Yeah, and I don't know if it's going to be Cease. And the thing about Cease and like everyone's mad at Elias for not trading. Norby and Ortiz and Kowser and blah, 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 and Mayo for him. It's also like, listen, nobody else has traded for him. Like if if they, the, the Cardinals had traded for him and they traded their number 11 prospect and 15 prospect, then it would be like, yeah, what the fuck? But it's also like, listen, nobody has traded for D- Dylan Cease yet. So either, I think the White Sox really are just asking for like Ortiz, Kowser, Kerstad, Grayson, Mountcastle. You know, something crazy like that, where it's like, no, that's that's stupid. So I don't know. Again, I, I am very excited for baseball. Obviously, the town is still is is reveling, reveling, but reveling in the uh, in the, the the Ravens aura. So, again, a bunch of caravans going on. That's the word of the week is caravan. There's a Ravens caravans. There's Orioles caravans. There's everything. So anywhere you go this weekend is going to be a caravan of some sort. So I'll be at Guinness tomorrow before the. Uh, before going to Jimmy's to have some soup with Brian, probably. Mm. I know. Yeah. And I know the, the, the Orioles season obviously didn't end the way everyone would have wanted in the playoffs, but like what a year for Baltimore sports. I know we said this like in October as the Ravens were clearly good and the Orioles were doing what they were doing, but I mean, it's about, about as good as you can ask for. I mean, you would have loved their Orioles postseason run, but this has been incredibly fun. I'm the sure reveling. I'm sure you're reveling saw. constantly. There's just constant reveling going on every week. I'm sure you guys saw the tweets last week being like, oh, a top seeded uh, Baltimore team who is well rested facing off against a team from Texas. Like what could go wrong? And everyone's like, let's hope we don't have a repeat. And obviously they didn't. But yeah, mm-hmm. there were some fun similarities. But again, yeah, I mean, we, we've talked about it for a while. Like it is a great time to be in Baltimore. And again, the city is is just bumping like i said you can feel it like you can legitimately feel the buzz and with every fucking announcement from jimmy's being like oh by the way ed reed is going to be there oh by the way the guys from all time low are going to be at the tailgoat and carmelo anthony and rudy gay and ed reed and ray lewis and Shaq. it's just like it's it's a it's a different it's this it's, it's time right now there's obviously the nfc championship game with detroit and and San Francisco, but this feels like the center of the sports world this week. It does. Well, and again, yeah, yeah I wanted to t- talk about that too. It's all about the quarterbacks. I mean, golf versus Purdy is maybe the least sexy playoff like quarterback matchup you can get. No offense to them, but like, yeah, I mean, if if the Lions aren't in that game, in terms of the Lions storyline, that game is a very boring game. For I think, yeah, from like, like an intrigue perspective. Yeah, the Fox would have been. Yeah, like, I yeah, mean, if it's the, yeah, that was... and golf, then it's okay. Sure, two number one picks, blah blah blah. But th- I mean, this is this is the pinnacle. This is this is Brady Mahomes, or it's Brady Manning. Like that's what it is. It's it's the two top dogs. I think in the I I put Lamar above Josh Allen. Like you know, I I, I don't know why, but I just do. I I think Lamar is more po- polarizing. I think he's just a better player, and I think he's a bigger draw in the NFL right now, especially with this matchup. You know, first. Versus Mahomes. So people have been itched. This is like people itched for Co- all they wanted was Kobe LeBron in the finals and, and, you know, to meet up in a big game and it never happened. We never got them in the finals. Like this is that like superstar legitimate, like groundbreaking matchup, I think. So it's, it's, it's a good time to, to it's a, it's to a Madden a cover game. game. It's a Madden cover game. Yeah. The thing too is like, 
it's a revolving door to a degree of, of Mahomes versus Blank. And Lamar hasn't really had a crack at him in the playoffs, and this is his first crack. So it's it's a real opportunity to to write the story and own the story and control the narrative and all those good things. Because Burrow kind of has a decent claim on him. Obviously, Allen just is owned by Mahomes. But regular season, um, he's fine. Playoffs, he can't yeah. do anything. Right. So um, this is Lamar's opportunity to to write the first chapter, and then ideally. Ideally, there's more chapters to be written. So, Natasha Bedingfield said it best, right? Mm. Mm. Finish it, Taylor. The rest is still unwritten. Huh? <laughs> I'm shocked we've gone this long without like mentioning Taylor Swift coming to Baltimore either. I kind of brought. I, I'm, I'm very yeah, proud of you guys. Briefly, yeah. do you have I, like no, a wait, statement on like? I I don't know. I don't know what statement there is to be made, but I feel like. Talk, talk us through things, Taylor. About the Taylor Swift situation? Yes. I mean, how do you, what, what are your, yeah, I mean, I think, there I mean, allegiances like, no, it's funny. RDT, your, your dear sister um, texted me about this and asked how we should feel as Taylor Swift fans about the Ravens and Taylor Swift. And my answer was, I mean, she's, she's not our friend this week. Love Taylor Swift. Hope she has a great time. Hope she has a great time in the city. But she's got to be ready to take that L. I mean, that's just kind of how in it goes. City. Yeah, she's going you know, to when she, like in the I city. Know. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. When she when she flies the PJ in at about one o'clock or about eleven thirty, yeah. um, into what BWI and takes the twenty minute drive and gets escorted. Her t- you know her time her time in the city. She she's oh. going to be in the air, and I'm still going to be in the stadium watching the presentation. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's totally not it's not totally confirmed that she's coming, right? But you would think she's she's oh, gonna she be there. Has to be coming. She goes out on tour in a week and a half. She goes back on tour. Well, what's the private jet? I mean, what's that? It's it's less than an hour, right? On a private jet? From, from where to here? From New York to Baltimore? Um, it's probably yeah. I assume. About an hour. Maybe less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe less. Is she if she's like, in New York, she has she York? has yeah. she has Various places. She's. I think she has places in she New York, LA, that. and Nashville. So she could be anywhere. I'm, but I um, assume she's in New York. But I, no, I, don't I know, mean, but. yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, it's it's weird. It's weird to be in the the team that all of America is rooting for because they would like Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Taylor Swift to lose. That's an interesting spot to be in. Yeah, as a big Taylor Swift person, that's but. just good. Just the most unpredictable storyline that could have ever existed. Like they could the have ever happened. Country is is on the side of the big bad Ravens. Yeah, um, yeah, and also because, Lamar, because who has this. never been like I feel like has never been like the national favorite, except for maybe a little bit in 2019. Like now, Lamar is just like our conquering hero. Like people are putting out those edits and be like, "Save us!" Very funny. <laughs> the one, the Very one funny. with I'm, the I'm out on I'm out on these like weird ai photos of taylor swift like i, I don't know that stuff is bizarre i'm, I'm really very like weird. like big cat put out the one of her like kissing andy reed like i'm out of that out of that stuff like that stuff's weird that stuff's really now, weird i don't know why yeah, that. my so my my boss actually big bills fan went to the game up in buffalo last week and apparently there were during commercial breaks and things like that they're going out of their way to play songs um by taylor's exes um in the stadium which I guess was a big hit. 
I'm, but they never showed her on the jumbotron. I'm curious if the Ravens have the balls to show Taylor up on the screen and let all all of Baltimore just boo her ass off. So, that would be like so, such a so moment, that, like, wouldn't it? That's so. My question: Are you? Would you guys be fine with the, say the Ravens win this game and Taylor goes in like a tailspin? Like Kelsey is awful. He's terrible. They break up and he goes into this tailspin and is never the same. Her music is never, ever close to the same. It's like little Wayne after he went to jail. And it's just like, this what is, is this? done. This is just this a, is the most preposterous thing I've ever heard. Like you're going to lose her fast. He's already gotten like, she already got, you know, publicly destroyed by Kanye West, who everybody sided with. I hope everybody remembers who's when they sided with Kanye West against Taylor Swift. All of you, I, all those people. Probably, <laughs> All, How do you not bring Kanye you out? Remember who you were back in the day when you're like, oh, I hate Taylor Swift, Kanye West. This is so great. Nice job. Nice job. He's a real good guy. What a joke. If you're the Ravens. Um, no, I mean, she's not going to go to a him? tailspin. She's not going to go to a tailspin. And when she goes into a tailspin, every no. time we get great music out of it. Every single no, time. No, what, what if this is different? Like, what if this is the, the straw that breaks this, the camel's back? You're guaranteeing me this winter, you're guaranteeing me a Super Bowl here. A Super Bowl, and her music is never the same. She's never the same again. I mean, I don't really know how to answer this question. We're talking like she goes on like a Britney Spears type like run, where like it's eleven thirty and she's oh, on Instagram like I hate, doing I hate, bizarre I hate shit, it. and I you're like, oh, I, I might bad. have to kick you off the show. I'm just asking. Uh, We're just guys asking questions on a Thursday. I'm taking the soupy every day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I mean, yeah, that's the right answer. I think the catalog is speaks for the catalog is so and we can live with the catalog. Yeah, you can. If she's if she retired tomorrow and said I'm not making another drop of music, she has enough amazing music to listen to for for the rest of my life. It's an amazing situation. That's that's I wanted that. I I just wanted to clear the air there. Just plain Um, hypotheticals. But yeah, it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be wild if she's in the building. She's gonna be in the building. It's gonna happen. Yeah. I hope we boo the shit out of her. That'd be so funny. <laughs> and by the, can I say, I will applaud if they show her on the screen. No I doubt about you it. Will. I will applaud. I will applaud. I will cheer. Just like I did for my guy Booney when he got a new Open. Yeah. Night, I will applaud. Jesus. Did you just compare Taylor Swift to Booney? <laughs> that's you know, insane. Like, that's, that's insane. The bank got passed over for for the Aeros tour. It's always it passed did. over. FedEx it's gotten passed over, got forever. passed over, which it should. But for every tour, but but the Ares tour, it feel like it had a chance because she dropped FedEx and I was like, well, why would you not just do? But she just didn't go to as many places. That's part of it. But then got passed over again because she just added new U.S. dates in a variety she of cities. That she Indianapolis, like, yeah, yeah, it's tough. But there were last week there were people like, is she gonna Ooh. go? To she's never gone to Buffalo on tour. It's like, yeah, she's gonna go to Buffalo. Like, what does she? What does she care? The fuck is gonna get you Buffalo, New York? Like. <laughs> oh man. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's an interesting. It's definitely an interesting angle. Um. I want to know what suite it's gonna be. I want to know where we're supposed to be looking. For. I know. Yeah, I'm thinking about that too. And like, I. How many suites do you think they hold for the opposing team? You got to think there's an owner suite for the opposing team every week. It's multiple suites. Is it one suite? Four or five, maybe. maybe Would Bashadi have the balls to deny? Is that no. a Bashadi? I don't know if that's a Bashadi no, move. These guys get in. Brittany Mahomes gets into a suite every week. So before Taylor Swift. Oh, oh, that's that's interesting. I think Jackson Mahomes was like on an end zone suite. 
if I yeah, picture they showed that, that on. Oh yeah, I think yeah. they showed that on mostly sports to the yeah. Oh, no, from from my to the left to the it's on the Russell Street side of the stadium. I I, I feel like that's where he was. She's gonna cry if they lose, and you guys—that's something that'll have to. Worry I mean, about. this might be it for Kelsey. Like, you think that's it is? A, that's a serious, you know, head on a pike. I know Jake's Jake's girl Michelle Tafoya was talking about it. So I don't. He's clearly he's he's thirty four. He clearly wants to do other things. There's the no doubt is, about that. Cliff has arrived. And he's a tight end. He's got maybe what? He's got probably maybe like one or two more like productive, productive years until he goes into like the Zach Ertz phase of his career, where he's just kind of like jumping around, signing, signing the week before the conference championship to try and win a ring. (laughs) Yeah, he would. I think he would be smart to hang it up. He's never going to be this. He's never going to have the ability to do more of what he wants outside of football than right now. It's his his stock is never going to be higher than right now. If if. I don't know if he'll retire if they don't win the Super Bowl because then I think the rumor then then the talking point will be oh well he's just with Taylor and that's why he's gonna retire because he's he met his girlfriend and like now he's gonna retire and I feel like he'll be like no nah, that that's not how he wants his book to end I don't know that's I don't know that's just me yeah he's got two of them though so it's like guy he's still I say I say he's he had a I mean he still had ninety three for nine eighty four and five tutties. I'm gonna say, I know he was a really good he year. Was gonna yeah, maybe, he goes, game. Or, maybe he goes one or two more. But man, like yeah. he's got the full, he's got the media machine now fully going though. Like the brother had said, like Jason retires, they both retire, they go full in on that podcast, they're both go on TV. They're, they do. You know, he probably goes they're into do like a do like a Peacock Manning cast, you know, like I, something like 100, that. Like, 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's no doubt on the table for those guys when they want it's probably, it. Probably, yeah. It could yeah. Be like NBC that that runs that in some yeah. way. Like just just Peacock, like a stand. Yeah. yeah, like a simulcast. Good. Or they Amazon. alternate because the the Mannings don't do every week. Yeah, Amazon. Amazon do it on Thursday Night Football. You probably get a little more leeway because it's a streaming service, and you can say a little more. I don't know. Um, all right, let's do Nick Cannon Medley, Maryland person of the week. I feel like it's been maybe six months since we've done this. Feels like a long time. <laughs> um, I'll actually start. Um, the night before the Ravens game is one of the great events of the year. It's the Royal Rumble. Um, which I think if you're a non-wrestling fan, is the one that's the easiest to get into to get into. Both because you can, you know, do Royal Rumble pools and things like that, but also because it's just so easy to watch and just watch people get thrown over the top rope. I don't think that's like boring for anybody. And WWE's never as this is the hottest WWE WWE has been in a long time. So uh, I'm very excited for it. It should be it should be very fun. Men's and women's uh, a fatal four-way match for Roman Reigns's universal title. Should be a good night. Tampa Bay hosted at the Trop, one of your favorite venues RDT. Hosting Oh, that's Maryland. where it is. Yeah, it's at the trap. They, oh. they put it in baseball stadiums recently. It's been in Houston. It's been in actually, um, where was it last year? It was a baseball stadium. They've gone to like, in Miami. Don't do they've trip. gone to WrestleMania football stadiums, SummerSlam football stadiums. That was in Nashville a couple of years ago, Vegas last year, and Royal Rumbles in baseball stadiums. So Ugh. it feels like kind of what they do. I Well, it's not going to happen, but a Royal Rumble in Baltimore? I don't know oh. what was written into the lease, but. 
that would be. It's probably just always going to be too cold. But I could see yeah. them. Maybe M and T Bank doesn't move the needle. It's not a big enough market. But like a SummerSlam in Baltimore would be sweet at M and T. It's probably never hosting a WrestleMania. Although Philly's about to host one in three months, and this is farther mm-hmm. south. So, um, hmm. but yeah, couldn't be more excited for the Royal Rumble. Wrestling's fun right now, and about to get five Billy from Netflix, which is crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. That was that's a crazy move. That's a great yeah. move for them. Yeah. Tough, tough day for uh, for old uh, scumbag Vince, though. That one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that is the <laughs> thing. Company hot. Guy that founded the company. <laughs> Least concerned. surprising thing of all time, though. Least surprising thing. I like. mean, yeah. That was – those stories are not good. And the pictures that <laughs> you good, Our good friend, friend of the show, Pat Dugan, texted me and just said, Vince McMahon, comma, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I said that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> wow. Tough, tough. tough. Uh, RDT, what do you got? Uh, we're we're gonna go going back to the old well here. I think he's my most used. But Mo Gab is 18th birthday tomorrow on Friday. Someone was pointing out like, oh, you know, it's Purple Friday. Thank West for that. That's a great move by him. That uh, Purple uh, stuff that he did last week. But uh, yeah, no, Mo, Mo is 18th birthday, so we're doing dinner with Jeremy and his mom and uh, a couple people at Jimmy's. So. Uh, yeah, again, it's crazy that he would have been 18 tomorrow. We got, I got to put in a video together some people's wishing him some happy birthdays. So, uh, as I just get one from, uh, from some more friends. So I, we got him coming in. It's gonna be a good video. I'll post him on Twitter and all that, but yeah, just a happy early 18th birthday to, uh, everyone's favorite Mo Gabba. So again, you know what someone else pointed out? They said, it's going to be the, they said it's going to be a Mo Super Bowl, and they said Baltimore and Motown. And I was like, Ooh. Like that could be, that could be something. So God, look, people look out are for good that. At thinking of things that is so good. I, it would have taken me years to think that. That's that like, is I don't know, nobody watches. You know what? The pro football. I think the Lions win that game. I think I actually think they, they do. Could. I they think could. they're going to win the, that um, Nick on the pro football football show last week talking about the the Lions and Bucks game. Thanks. I don't know if you saw the quote. And he said, Campbell Bowl or Bowls and Campbell. And he's like, it's the Super Bowl. Like, of course, this is. That would have taken me years. Todd Bowles and Dan Campbell. He was like, we're talking Bowls of the, Campbell. The one that's going around Super with the Super Bowl mm. logo colors and the teams has is kind of crazy. Yeah. Like how the yeah. teams have matched up with the colors. That's kind of wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's wild. That's wild. Man. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. Thanks. I'm taking the bank. It's just the bank. It's just, it was a great time on Saturday. Um, you're right that there was a little bit of angst there at halftime, but the energy was so good, I think, from beginning to end, and then especially the second half when the game was so clearly in hand. Um, man, they just brought the juice, and I'm so excited to see it on Sunday. Just so freaking excited, man. Like, I, I, there are not enough hours in the day on Sunday. Like, I just want the tailgate to last forever. And I want to be able to go in and take my time going into the stadium and be there early enough and enjoy the environment in the stadium at the same time. And you just, you just, there's just not going to be enough time to do all the things I want to do on Sunday to just drink in the environment and enjoy it. So um, I just, man, I just can't stop thinking about it. Can't stop thinking about the bank. I think you are not alone in the obsessive thinking about that. I think that's every, Every Ravens fan right now, whether they're going to be in the stadium or outside the stadium, wherever you're going to watch at a bar, back at home, your your man cave, your your place that you watch, like this is this is 
as epic as it can get for a football fan. The chance to get to the Super Bowl in your home, your home building. It's pretty crazy. It's gonna be it's gonna be a religious experience. And I was talking, I was actually talking with um Jake and Spenny about this at the tailgate when people are just having a great time under the bridge, standing on top of snow piles and just shotgun beers and stuff. I was just thinking about like the tailgate, tailgating in general is like the most communal and pure place on planet earth. It's like, here are these people that have just joined because they have this mutual interest and it's like a festival. Like you're going to it, you know, it's like, you're just around similar minded people. You're going to talk about the game you're going to drink some beers. You're just going to eat some food. And it's just, everyone is just happy. It's, it's just such a pure experience tailgating in general. And um, God, it just ties into the entire experience on Sunday. I just can't freaking wait. There's not going to be bad awesome. vibes at tailgates. It's impossible to have bad vibes with tailgates. RDT, where are you watching this game? Probably just at home. I don't, I don't, again, like I had friends who were like, Oh, you go to the tailgate. And I was like, no, like, it's not my like thing to to revel like i'm using the word again to revel in it's not my like it's not my experience like i i had friends who weren't ravens fans who went who like took off work or went to the parade in in 2012 and i'm like why why would you do that like it's not i I, i'm like if i want i want to go to and experience a game like that i want it to be my team and again it's like no no i i'm i'm fully hope you guys great time and all that i'm just like i would feel like this isn't my place to be yeah, you'd be I, like I, a little I, fraudulent. I grew up yeah, in Montgomery well, County. Not, I wasn't like, gonna go. I wasn't gonna go to a Redskins conference championship game, or a tail. No, game. and that's. I did go to. Exactly I did go to a Nationals World Series game, but that's because I'm a huge Astros guy. That is true. Yeah, people people forget that. People forget. Yeah, do. But <laughs> no, yeah, I'll I'll watch it at home, and and I'll again, I'll just I'll watch it. Like I've said like I don't hate. I absolutely hate the Ravens. Like more than anything and now they're just like I, they're just another team like i i don't root for them to win i don't pull for them to lose i need money on them so i'm like yeah sure let's keep it going i don't care you know it doesn't matter to me yeah it's that's it's, that's rdt that's why you're a good vibes guy that's why you're just a good gross. vibes guy and it's you'll get gross, rewarded with so. a great Orioles season yeah you don't have to ask why i'm on the podcast anymore since i'm not ready to <laughs> Yeah, we had to add two other Ravens people to the show so we could combat the <laughs> hatred for you on it. We had to fully, yeah, just fully just eradicate you, fully eradicate you from the incident analysis. Just to cancel me out, where I've been like the most openly like pro Ravens person. Being I, like, think yeah, I think they're, they're going to win. I think, I think you have to potentially come on the incident analysis Sunday with this big of a game. I think yeah. we have to pull both the incident analysis this week. I'd come on. I I I'm, I sit there and watch them all. I was in the I was clipping away the screenshots for the milk. Yeah. Did Spenny, is he a, doing anything if they went? Oh, he said Harbor. He said oh, Harbor. I, I, hey, I don't know when someone who's been there. I've I've called Harbor so and I've dodged it many times. Best. Spenny is such a savage. He's like putting in our group chat like, hey, you know, is there just a specific place I can't go? They they can't be that bad in all of the places. He's just trying to figure it out. It's so good. He's so good. He's like, I've reached out to the city comptroller to find <laughs> yeah. out if there's like an area. Like, like no man, I think you just go. I I think you just you don't plan. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you, I think you go right in front of the science center. Yeah, yeah you know like, that's literally it's like should I put a wetsuit on? You know that video that's always just been on Twitter where it's the the two kids just dancing and they're they're I don't I can't explain this video well, but they're dancing in a city. They're up in like on high levels. They're jumping the yes, yes. and dancing shit, and then the one kid just mm-hmm. runs out in the water and just falls in. 
Like that's what he needs to do at the corner of the inner Harbor by the Maryland science center. Just, just run I, right I out. I think there. that's, he can't wait. He has to do it. He has to run from the bank to the Harbor and just do it. You just have to do it. Like you just do it. There'll be a, you'll get a pass. Everyone will be going nuts. People will be like, Oh, this is so funny. If he's like, I'm oh, doing Thursday, January 29th. People are going to be like, no, 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 no. Just, he has to just do it. Uh, I'll, I'm, I'm going to vet this out for him. I'm going to allow me to, to audit his, his whole promises made, promises delivered. We need him not hurt about it. We need him on our show. So he needs to not hurt well, himself. Again, as someone who has threatened this multiple times, I think you just got to do it. You just, you can't think about it. You get it. The franchise is a trooper. Like she'll, she'll film it and broadcast it. She'll By the it. way, the, I mean, shout out to the franchise who just sat in there and watched <laughs> him do that on live on the show. Good for her. A, a true and then, and rider. Then, by way, and then, by the way, Banks, I don't know if you're you were coherent enough to watch this go. Was just she was clearly getting frustrated that Jake and Spenny weren't doing a good job, like passing the mic back and forth, and so she just was taking it and just switching back and forth. <laughs> it was awesome. It's Jake who's just. We like, need to have her on the incident analysis. Sure. She. I mean, she was on the. She was on this one. She can come on yeah, them anytime. Was. Yeah. yeah. We love the franchise. Um, we do. Awesome show, guys. Cannot wait for this weekend. Uh, make sure to go listen to the Jumbo set. Spenny, Jake, I believe they had Cole Jackson on the show uh, recapping the divisional rounds. I'm sure that was fantastic ball talk from those three guys. Um, that's about as good as you'll get uh, in a Ravens focused show. And then they also today recorded a preview show on their side of things. So an OG3 preview, a uh, old school Baltimore beatdown preview from those guys um, gives you your full hours of Ravens coverage from this podcast. And then as per usual, we'll be on um, on Sunday for the instant analysis, hopefully in great spirits, hopefully not in bad spirits. That will be a tough instant analysis if it goes the other way, but we're manifesting good things um, for the Ravens. So yeah. any last words, fellas to see you at the tailgoat, see you at the bank, see you at the fast pass event. If you're going to that tomorrow, <sighs> shout out Jimmy. Are you doing time with what's up? Are you doing the, the – do you see the spicy cream of crab? Are we doing that tomorrow? Ooh, so that's going to be at the tailgoat. Um, I may have – I need a review. I, I need a review then. No, no, no. Do it at the tailgoat. Yeah. Give me a review. Yeah. Tweet, tweet out the review. I, I'll do that. I'm happy to do that. Okay. I'll start with that, that, to be honest. Like, I feel like that'll be a nice that's warm thing to just get going. Yeah. PFP always says the soup fills all the cracks and it's good as the dessert. But I feel like that's, that's a, a good, good point. layer to get though but yeah man it does that type of soup if it's on a creamier side can fill it quick and it also yeah. you, you can pay for it later yes and again the, the you don't want to be in a porta potty with Shaq, ed reed and, and ray lewis up there on 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 stage and you're, you're well, yeah, well we'll we'll talk about that later <laughs> we yeah we will be the, the the tailgate will be in full effect i've now secured my spot at the tailgate 20 minutes before the show so <laughs> <laughs> I've jumped onto the to the banks to the banks crew at both the tailgate and the game. So can't wait to see everybody out there. We will see you after the show for the instant analysis. Make sure to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, follow us on all all of us on social media at X Fifty Two Podcast at E D I T T I Twenty Two at Barstool Banks at Jake Luke at Ravens for Dummies. You can follow me at Taylor Smith Ten. Go Ravens! What a weekend coming here in Baltimore. We will see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.